Hey, what's going on? It's your girl Shantae, host of the Black Podcast Show, the only Black Podcast online hosted by me. Like I said, your girl Shantae. It's 2022. I'm so, so, so excited to be back with you guys. I have made some adjustments. I'm at the studio from home now. So this is a huge difference. If you've been with me since day one, you know I've always went to an actual studio and recorded. So this is going to be a little bit different. It's going to be some growing pains, but uh, y'all just stick with me, adjust with me, and we're going to make it work. We're going to make this show bigger, better, and of course, much blacker. All right? All right. Now, if you're new here on the Black Podcast show, let me explain something to you. What this show is about is talking about different things that a lot of podcast listeners may think about, discuss, listen to, etc., but giving it that black perspective. Now, at this point, it's so many podcasts. I'm definitely not the only black voice out there, but I give you a couple different topics in one show. I give you a couple different segments. It's like four shows in one, basically. What I do is hit you with a little motivation to kick it off. I do a true crime segment. I do a Tay Talk in which I give my opinion about some different things. And sometimes I'll talk about some some cultural things that's going on. So I'm going to actually jump right in. I'm going to go ahead and get started. And the motivation I have for y'all to kick off 2022, to kick off this week, is this. Never be limited by other people's limited imaginations. Let me say that again. Never be limited by other people's limited imaginations. That's by Dr. Mae Jemison, who is the first African-American female astronaut. Now, I'm going to actually tack on to that. I'm going to add on to what she said. I'm going to add on to never be limited by other people's limited imaginations and say, never be limited by your own insecurities in addition to that. Never be limited by your own imagination. Try to dream bigger. Realize that the things you have in store may not have even been done yet. Never be limited by your own insecurities. Because the truth of the matter is, whether you believe you can do something or believe that you're not capable of doing it, you're right. We create our own realities. So... Once again, let me just repeat that quote. Never be limited by other people's limited imaginations. That's Dr. Mae Jemison. And like I said, she is the first African-American female astronaut. And, you know, to be the first at something means that you didn't have a path to follow. You had to create your own. So she couldn't be limited by other people's imaginations because if she had relied on other people's imaginations, she wouldn't have made that accomplishment. She wouldn't have become the first African-American female astronaut at a time where racism was so prevalent and systematic racism was, you know, at, at risk of holding her back. And then, like I said, what I tacked on to Dr. Mae Jemison is never be limited by your own insecurities. You know, think big. Believe big. Believe that you're capable of accomplishing things that you know, your mother never accomplished, your grandmother never accomplished, your aunties never accomplished. You know, you can do it. You have it within you. I do too. So with that being said, uh, I'm, I'm ready to jump right into the true crime segment because 
what I have for y'all today is, man, I don't even, um, let me just say this. I'm going to be talking about Kiera Coles. I'm going to be talking about missing African-American woman, Kiera Coles, missing black woman, Kiera Coles. And I've been researching, I mean, really researching this Kiera Coles case. Typically, when I look up information about a case I want to cover on the show, I take about a week. You know, I gather from different sources. I check out any articles that's out there. I listen to any podcasts, any audio that's available. And from there, I gather up, you know, I write out my opinion and I discuss it. But this case is complex. The disappearance of Kiera Coles is complex. Because more than anything, I find it to be frustrating. And I'm a complete stranger. I'm, I'm a podcaster. I'm someone that's interested in the case. So I can only imagine how her family must feel right now. Because there's so much misinformation out there regarding this case. There's been so much miscommunication regarding this case. The Chicago Police Department has intentionally and purposely lied to the public regarding key facts, key necessary information regarding Kiara Coles for years. And you know what? I'm actually pissed off. I'm pissed because I felt a need to blatantly state that as a black woman, I'm pissed off. Kiara's case has been treated with an extreme gross lack of care and lack of effort, as far as I'm concerned. But just in case, hold on, because I'm getting ahead of myself, honestly. Just in case you're unfamiliar with Kiara Coles and her mysterious disappearance, let's actually go back to early October of 2018. Let's go back to Tuesday, October 2nd, 2018. Now, at this point, Kiara Coles is a 26-year-old black woman living on her own in an apartment on the south side of Chicago. Kiera had been working as a postal worker, so she worked at the post office, good job, at the time, and she was about three months pregnant. Now, up until the point that she went missing, Kiera's family describes her life as fairly normal. You know, in a sense, uneventful, for the most part. But they said that she did have goals and she planned out the things she wanted to do. And everything in her life at, up until that point was actually going as planned. So, like I said, Kiera was 26. She had only been living in her own apartment, the one I said on the south side, for three, maybe four months. Before that, she had saved up to get her own car. So she was taking things one step at a time. And at the time when she found out she was pregnant, she had actually said that that was what she wanted. She had her place, she had her car, she had a good job, she had worked hard to get signed on permanently at the post office, so she was ready to start her family. And one thing I love about Kira's siblings, as well as her parents, the way they describe her, was they said, yes, she was loving, yes, she was caring, that's the main words they used to describe her. But they also said Kiera could be very stubborn at times, and they said she was bossy as hell. 
They said she always wanted to tell her siblings what to do, how to do it, even down to how they should be raising their kids. So it was really funny hearing Kiera's sister talk about it because she said even though Kiera was one of the youngest of the siblings and the last to have kids, she was super opinionated, super strong-willed. So on a Tuesday, October 2nd, Kiera's mom had spoken with her. Everything was all good. Uh, on that Monday, Kiera had actually went for her first ultrasound and she got a chance to see her baby kicking. Well, you know, not see her baby kicking, but she got the, a chance to see her baby for the first time. So Kiera's mom was saying that basically Kiera felt super emotional. She was super happy and it just made it all the more real for her. So Kiera is happy right now. And I just say that to say, Kiera didn't run away. This disappearance, at first, the police said she's a grown woman. Maybe she just walked away. Kiera did not just walk away. Things in her life was going as planned. She wasn't no 16-year-old kid pregnant and don't know what to do. She was a 26-year-old woman who, like I said, had her own everything. And her life was on the right path. She had a good job. People retired from the post office. So I just want to state that. So Kiera had actually taken October 1st and October 2nd off. And her mom knew that. So October 3rd, Kiera was supposed to be going back to work. And when her mom called her, she wasn't able to get a hold of her. Now, that's no big deal. You know, maybe she was at work. She was probably busy. But then as she kept calling throughout the day, Kiera's phone ended up going straight to voicemail. Now, right off the bat, this is kind of strange to Karen, uh, Kiera's mom, because Karen and Kiera talked every single day. They were very close. So with that being said, it wasn't normal for her to not hear from Kiera. It wasn't normal at all. And it wasn't normal for Kiera's phone to die because she said Kiera kept multiple charges on her for the most part. They said Kiera was addicted to Snapchat. She was always snapping. She Snapchatted every day. So it was strange not to see her on social media. And it was crazy that her phone was going straight to voicemail. So Karen said to herself she didn't want to panic. Kiera was a grown woman. She had worked hard to establish herself as a grown woman, to show her mom that she could be held accountable as an adult. So Karen didn't want to panic and treat Kiera like a child. So she calls Kiera's sister. Kiera's sister says, Mom, you know how Kiera is sometimes. She's probably just in one of her moods. You know, it's probably fine. But Karen said, no, because Kiera always calls me, even when she's in her mood. Her sister said, yes, that's true. So the next day, this is Thursday, Karen is still calling Kiera's phone and is still going straight to voicemail at this point. She's pretty much panicking. So on her lunch break, she decides that she's going to ride by Kiera's apartment and see what's going on. So she did ride by Kiera's apartment, but she ended up seeing Kiera's car. So she kind of that kind of put her at ease a little bit. She kind of thought to herself, okay, maybe Kiera is inside. Maybe she doesn't want to be bothered. You know, she went back to work. But she could not shake the feeling that something was wrong. So throughout the workday, she decided, after her thoughts continued to get the best of her, Karen decided she was going to call the police and have them do a wellness check at Kiera's apartment. And that would be the only way to put herself at ease. 
And she says to herself, if Kiera is mad, she'll just have to be mad because I need to know. But before that, she actually called Kiera's sister again and said, hey, let me get Josh's number. Because Kiera had told Karen that she was giving Josh a key. Now, look, hold on. Let me explain to you who Josh is. I know you're like, how are you just going to add a character to the story mid-plot? Uh, so let me explain. Josh Simmons is Kiera's boyfriend. Josh Simmons and Kiera Coles have been dating five, six, I believe going on seven years. So somewhere between a six and seven year mark. They have been dating forever. So Josh Simmons and Kiera Coles was very close. Kiera's whole family knew Josh, and they said they liked him. They thought he was a good guy for Kiera. He seemed to be very respectful whenever she brought him around, and he had been around for quite some time. They knew his mom. So Kiera's mom felt good about calling Josh and asking him had he spoken to Kiera. And when Josh said no, of course she, she got even more afraid. So then she says to Josh, hey, Josh, meet me at Kiera's place after work and bring your key so I can get in her apartment. And Josh says, I don't have a key. Now, right off the bat, this is a red flag for me. Because for one, Kiera and Josh have been together this long. For one, I'm surprised they're not living together. But, you know, everybody doesn't move like that. So... But for her to be pregnant and for her to tell her mother, I'm going to give Josh a key, she would have given Josh this key. Kiara sounds like a woman that plans things out, executes, and takes the necessary steps and precautions to ensure that things are going as planned. So if she said she was going to give Josh a key, I believe that she gave it to him. But Josh tells mom he doesn't have a key. So she says, well, listen... I'm calling the police to do a wellness check. Meet me there after work. They'll be there. So she calls the police as planned. They meet her at the apartment. They do a wellness check. They're able to gain access into the apartment. And unfortunately, Karen's worst fears are recognized when Kira is not inside. But they find her keys and her purse inside. Now, this is scary because the apartment door was locked, hence the reason that they couldn't get in, but her keys were inside. But let me stop myself right there because this is part of the misinformation that I'm talking about when it comes to this case. So they're saying that they found the keys, but then some sources are saying that they didn't. Some sources aren't mentioning that. They're saying that they, they didn't find keys inside. So I'm not really sure which one is true. This is some of the misinformation I haven't been quite able to verify. But we're just going to go with that they found the keys because I believe the mom said they found the keys inside. So I believe her. So they find her keys and her purse inside. And to me, that further proves that Josh Simmons had a key. Because how could her door be locked and her keys be inside unless somebody locked the door from the outside? So. With that being said, I mean, unless Kira, I mean, it's possible that she had another key, but I don't believe that. So they go to the apartment. Kira's not there. They actually go to her car. Her, now, her car is another kind of sore spot, another cause of confusion, because her car was parked a little bit down the street 
from her apartment building. And Kiera's mom, Karen, states that Kiera would never park that far away from the front door. But what I will state is that, you know, sometimes when you live in apartments, you don't really have a choice of where you're going to park at unless you're going to sit outside all night and wait for somebody to leave. And you have no idea when people are leaving for the most part. So sometimes you can't park that close to the door. Unless she had a parking spot, so that would be another difference. But anyways, so they get to Kiara's car, and once again, Kiara's mom and sister don't have keys to Kiara's car, so they're not able to access it. Uh, But eventually, the police are able to gain access to her car. Now, in her car, this is another source of misinformation that I'm not quite able to confirm. But in her car, they found... What looked like a lunch for the day, her prenatal vitamins, her cell phone, and her wallet. And once again, they found what looked like lunch inside of a bag, her prenatal vitamins, her cell phone, and her wallet. So. That would be, that's scary. And I know when Karen saw those things, she she wasn't sure what to think. The thing is, Karen eventually finds out that despite the fact that Kira had already pre-planned to take off Monday and Tuesday, October 1st and 2nd, Kira should have been going to work on Wednesday. Karen finds out later that Kira called out of work on Wednesday. There was no reason for Kiara to be calling out of work as far as Karen knew. She had handled all the business she needed to handle on Monday and Tuesday. So, with that being said, it it made me wonder. It kind of made me think. It looked like Kiara was going to work. For her to have a lunch in the car, or what looks like a lunch, looks, you know, some snacks in a bag and her prenatal vitamins as well as her cell phone, as well as her wallet, for a mail carrier to me, that makes sense that she was going to work because you're not going to be able to carry a lot of stuff with you. You got your lunch, you got your wallet, you got your cell phone. That's all she would need. So I said to myself, why would Kiara call out? What would make a a goal-oriented, goal-accomplishing, you know, bossy, strong-willed, woman like Kiara call off a work. And then I had to stop myself. Because the real question is actually who would make Kiara call off a work. And so once I did a little bit more digging, once I pretty much watched every YouTube video, every Facebook post, every article about Kiara, I pretty much ended up finding out that Kiara and Josh had a very rocky relationship. They didn't have the happy, healthy relationship that so many people describe them having. And it's so crazy because in a lot of these podcasts or publications that I'm listening to, they'll say that Kiara and Josh had a happy, healthy relationship. And then at the same time say, but Josh had another woman pregnant at the same time that Kiara was pregnant. The thing is, Kiara and Josh, from what I understand, were not poly. 
And I mean, maybe I just don't know. But Josh had another girlfriend for a majority of the time he and Kira were together. And y'all gonna really get out of, get a kick out of this. Josh's other girlfriend, also named Kira. Her name, allegedly, let me just throw it allegedly in front of all this, though. Allegedly, Josh's other girlfriend, possibly wife, Kiera Smith. What are the chances that both your girls' name is Kiera? He had also been with her for about five years, which is crazy. So Josh and Kiera Smith actually had a daughter together already. And their daughter at the time of all this was like, three or four years old. So what that means is that during the time that Josh and Kiera were together, Josh had a baby with another woman. And Kiera Smith was again pregnant at the same time as Kiera Coles. So not only did Josh have one child by this woman, he was having another one. And he had Kiera pregnant. And from further digging, what I learned is that Kiara Smith and Kiara Coles were not friends. They weren't friendly with one another. They weren't okay with the situation at hand at all. So that is a huge cause for concern. Kiara was Kiara Coles was actually banned from the home that Josh Simmons and Kiara Smith shared. Oh yeah. Josh and Kiara lived together. So that's probably another reason why Josh and our Kiara couldn't live together. Because he lived with other Kiara. That's what I'm going to call her, other Kiara. That's all she is. She other Kiara. <laughs> we talking about Kiara Coles. That's who we worried about. That's who the head honcho in this story. Other Kiara, you just, you know, I don't know what you did, but Kiara Coles, like I said, was banned from their house. But actually, that makes sense to me. I'm not going to lie. Because what, what good could come from her? being at their home, but the reason she was banned is because her, Kiara Coles and Kiara Smith, our Kiara and other Kiara kept getting into it. They had some very volatile arguments. I don't know if they actually ever physically fought. Some of the, I believe, crime junkie, I want to say, said that they fought, but they didn't describe if it was a physical fight or if it was just, you know, arguing, verbal altercation. But whatever the case was, they weren't fond of one another. I wasn't able to find this post because Kiara Smith's Facebook page has since been wiped clean from the internet. If she does have another social media page, I'm not privy to it. I'm not able to find it, which makes sense. She's probably using some kind of you know, fake name or something like that. But supposedly, allegedly, there was a post prior to all this happening, where Kiara Smith stated that if Josh ever got another woman pregnant, he would have to kill her. And at the time, it probably seemed like a joke to those that read it. But for someone to state something like that, there's some truth in every joke. So, yeah, let me just say that Kiara and Josh had a very, very, very tricky relationship and unfortunately I'm not sure what exactly her family was privy to as far as knowing the ins and outs of their relationship because initially 
they were very adamant that they didn't believe Josh had anything to do with Kira's disappearance. They were very adamant. They said Josh had always been respectful. He treated Kira well. And they thought that he was good for her. So, you know, I'm not sure if they knew. But I, I find it hard to believe that they didn't know that this nigga had other kids. Like, that he had a kid on her. But, I mean, maybe they was off at the time that he had the kid. I don't know. Um, what I will say is that at this time when Kiara went missing, initially, like I said, Kiara's family defended Josh because initially he did cooperate with the police. And Kiara's family, Kiara's friends, and even her coworkers from the post office was all mobilizing to look for her. They all got together. They all went out with the search parties and looked for Kiara. Everyone in her life was committed to bringing her and her baby back home. That is everybody except one person. The one person that should have been front and center looking for his child and her mother, Josh Simmons, was M-I-A. Kiara's mom actually texted him at one point and asked him early on about it, and he insisted that he and, quote-unquote, the family had been looking for Kiara but had been able to find her. Now, I don't know if by the family he means his actual family that he came from, his mom and you know, possible siblings or aunties, cousins, whatever the case is, or if he literally means him, other Kiara, and their kids. So Josh also had another daughter that he had before him and other Kiara had their kids. So I don't know if he had that kid during the time that he, him and Kiara Coles was together. But, yeah, Josh had a few kids. He was about to have four kids. So... Like I said, Kiara's family and friends are looking for her. Kiara's dad has left his life in Wisconsin and dedicated his life to finding Kiara. He actually sat outside her apartment for like a month and slept in his car looking for anything, any kind of, any movement, anything that might bring him closer to finding Kiara. Everybody, like I said, except Josh. And my thing is this. I don't know what the relationship was between him and Kiara. I'm not sure who does, besides maybe her friends, which, and unfortunately this happened three years ago, so I'm not able to find a lot of the stuff that would have been available when it occurred. But Josh should have been out there looking for his kid. I get that the baby is still in her stomach, but that means you got to look for her. If a woman is pregnant with your kid, I would assume that you're going to go through hell and high water to find her and make sure she's okay because she's carrying your child. Even if you didn't want to be with her. Even if the relationship had become so tumultuous that you didn't want to continue on. And I know what y'all saying. I know some of y'all out there saying, man, look, just because he wasn't out there doing what they wanted him to do don't mean he killed him. Just because they had a crazy relationship that we don't understand. Oh, and I shouldn't have said kill. Hold on. Let me actually take that completely back. That's my bad. He doesn't mean he, he, he had something to do with her disappearance. Excuse me. 
And y'all are probably thinking, just because they had a crazy relationship that we don't understand doesn't mean he had anything to do with our disappearance. And you're totally right. But last fact about this case, shortly after Kiara Cole's disappearance, Josh quit the post office. So following... The days following her disappearance, he called into work because he claimed like his granddad was having surgery or something. Um, he called into work and then eventually he quit. Here, Smith quit as well, pretty much shortly after this happened. And they both moved to Louisiana. No, 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 hold on, I skipped a step. He quit his job, lawyered up, moved to Louisiana, and has not cooperated with the police since that first day. has not cooperated with the police since that first day. Josh Simmons is the last person that saw Kiara Coles alive. Josh Simmons is probably the last person to have heard from Kiara. This is because the last video evidence we have of Kiara is her at the ATM with Josh where she is withdrawing $400 and giving it to him. Now, after that, there's another piece of footage from Wednesday morning that looks like Kiara Coles leaving her apartment building, walking across the street towards her car. This is caught on a neighbor's you know, porch cam you know, whatever the uh, ring cam. And so the police released this footage, and I'm not sure if, what their purpose was, but Kiera's mom says to the police almost right away, that's not my daughter. That's not Kiera. And the police tell her, don't tell anybody that. Not wanting to botch the investigation, Karen, Kier's mom, went along with it. Three years later, so just last year, she admitted that it was not Kiera on that footage. And that at the time, she didn't want to do anything to jeopardize the, the, the investigation. But now, three years later, she doesn't see what the point was. It's just one more piece of misinformation that was out there for seemingly no reason that has strayed us away from finding Kiera. The fact that she was at that ATM giving Josh money and then the next day she disappears, it makes me wonder, did she give him that money under duress? Did she give him that money under duress? And Josh, why won't you come forward and at least speak to the police? Why weren't you out there looking for the mother of your child, a woman you had been in a relationship with for five, six years, even if y'all wasn't in a relationship? If that girl wasn't at least your friend in five, six years, come on now, bro. That's wrong. To lawyer up, it's just, it's an utter lack of care. It's an utter disrespect. It's an utter slap in the face to Kira's family. So, to me, it says that he knows much more than he's letting on because the only way you're not going to be out there looking for her is if you know where she's at already. 
the only way you're not going to be out there looking for her is if you know where she's at already. What I think may have happened is maybe Josh, maybe other Kiera and our Kiera got into it somehow. Or maybe other Kiera lost control. Maybe other Kiera either had something to do with this or did something. And maybe Josh felt responsible because he put both of these young women in probably an unfavorable situation. But that's just my opinion. I don't know what's going on. What I do know is we need to find Kiera. Uh, Kiera's mom, like I said, is Karen. I believe it's Karen Phillips. So if you know anything about this case and you have not came forward and shared what you know, um, if you know anything about Josh's whereabouts, get in touch with Kiera's mom. Get in touch with her dad. He's still out there passing out flyers. You know, from what I understand every day. So give this family some type of peace of mind. Even if you think it's not what they're going to want to hear ultimately. Give this family some type of peace of mind. Because the Chicago Police Department just mishandled this case as far as I'm concerned. Why put out so much misinformation? Why not let the public know, see the real video of Kiera at the ATM? That has not been released. Why show us a fake video? So it's just, it's a lot of misinformation. We need to bring back Kiera Coles. We need to figure out where she is, where's her child. And this needs to stop happening to black women specifically. I mean, I don't want anyone to, to go missing or disappear. But the lack of care is what I mean. Is we have to hold these investigators, these detectives, these police departments accountable. Okay? All right, you guys, just to switch gears and just take it on a lighter note real quick, I'm going to hit you guys with a Tate Talk. And like I said, the Tate Talk is the opinion segment, sometimes the advice segment of the Black Podcast Show. Today, I'm going to give some people a little bit of advice. Now, what I'm going to do is pull from the Am I the Asshole portion of Reddit. Now, if y'all have ever read Am I the Asshole, it's some crazy stories that end up on here. It's some insane stories that end up on here. All right, so I think I'm going to just do two, and I'm going to hit you with them real quick. says, am I the asshole for not paying for my food when my boyfriend ate it? This user says, hi, yesterday, as you all know, was New Year. So this is from a couple weeks ago. My boyfriend, Alan, male 26, a couple mutual friends, and I, female 26, went, for out to dinner, went out for dinner to celebrate at a restaurant. Just for extra information, I'm a little on the heavier side. I'm on a diet currently, trying to lose all the extra pounds, and Alan knows. At dinner, I ordered something called the crispy lemon chicken with creamy Parmesan spaghetti. It looked so amazing, and I decided to give myself a treat after eating healthy for a while. Alan gave me a weird look when I ordered it and said loudly to all my friends, whoa, no more diet? Which was kind of embarrassing. Alan ordered a mushroom cauliflower rice with sweet peas. The food came in about 20 minutes time and to my shock, Alan immediately started digging into my spaghetti. I said, hey, that's my food. And he laughed. 
You can have mine. It looks nice. I argued that I didn't order that. I sadly hate cauliflower rice with a passion, but he said that I didn't need the extra calories. I would have grabbed back my food, but I didn't want to embarrass myself in front of everyone, so I angrily relented. Later, when we were footing the bill, we were all supposed to pay for our own meals. Alan asked me for $14 to cover my food, which was the cost of the spaghetti. I said that I wouldn't pay because I didn't get to eat it. He asked for $10, price of the cauliflower rice, but I still disagreed because I didn't order it. He got angry and said that I was acting like a gold digger. He said that I was an asshole. My friends think that he shouldn't have been rude to me, but that I should have paid for the cauliflower rice since I ate it. It's petty, but he's been bitching about me to people. For people who didn't see my... So am I the asshole? Uh... Let me just say this, and let me actually let me actually call you Karina. Karina, get rid of your boyfriend. Get rid of your friends. Just start over. Start fresh. Because no, you're not the asshole. And the fact that your friend said that no, he shouldn't have been rude for to you, but you should have paid for what you ate. No, because that's not what you ordered. You wanted to eat the spaghetti that you ordered. Why the fuck didn't he send his food back and get the spaghetti if that's what he wanted? And then for him to say you don't need the extra calories in front of everybody, that was completely unacceptable. Any guy that would treat you like that, I can only imagine what he's saying to you behind closed doors if he said that in front of everybody. That was totally rude. And then he's basically stole your food and forced you to eat something that you didn't want. And if your boyfriend doesn't know that you hate cauliflower rice with a passion, that shouldn't be your boyfriend. Because he ordered something that you completely didn't like and then forced you to eat it. So, the top comment. Not the asshole. Good for you, girl. If I were you, I'd order that amazing chicken pasta. Oh, okay, hold on. I messed up. So the top comment is, not the asshole. You dumped Ellen immediately after dinner, right? He embarrassed you, ate all your dinner, and left you something you didn't like that he ordered. So OP replies to that and says, of course, yes, I did. We've only been together for two and a half months. So I dropped him a message saying I couldn't do this anymore. He ignored my message <laughs> and asked me to Venmo him. But he seems to get the memo. Wow. So two and a half months in, for you to see that side of him, consider yourself lucky you dodged a bullet. Somebody said, good for you, girl. If I were you, I'd order that amazing chicken pasta dish tomorrow, plate it up at home, and take a gorgeous selfie with the caption that says something about how, you, how unexpected it is that this dish caused you to lose 180 pounds. No, for real. So, yeah, the consensus is in the comments that she is not the asshole. And that's crazy. I can't believe that her friends didn't stick up for her. If I was out to eat with my friend and their partner was treating them like that, I believe I would have to say something. I'm positive I would say something. All right, I'm going to jump into another one real quick before I wrap it up. Am I the asshole for not agreeing with my daughter on taking her future husband's last name? My daughter, 23, got engaged to her now fiancé, Aaron, 29. Aaron comes from a different place than my family. 
And in our family, all women kept their maiden name even after they got married. Last week, my daughter and Aaron visited to talk about the wedding and then brought up the last name arrangements. I was taken by surprise when my daughter said she planned on taking Aaron's last name once they get married. I truly was not expecting this because, like I said, all the women in our family kept their maiden name, which is a part of their identity and legacy. And I couldn't help but think my daughter was wrong. Oh, I couldn't help but think my daughter was throwing all that away by deciding to take Aaron's last name. I asked her if it was her decision or Aaron pressured her, and Aaron started side-eyeing me. My daughter said that it was a decision she made by herself, and she was not pressured by anyone. I told her I don't agree with her on this decision and that I thought it was hasty and a bit offensive of her to do that, frankly. The conversation got uncomfortable and Aaron had to go outside to smoke. My daughter started arguing with me about what I just said, but I said that was how I truly felt about this whole thing, considering she's the only member of the family to give up on her family's name. She lashed out, saying I get zero opinions on what she decides to do and I should stop guilt tripping her because... But I don't think I was because I was just telling her how I felt about it. She didn't like it and decided to leave early, then called my husband and ranted to him about the conversation we had. And he sided with her, saying our daughter is an adult and this kind of decision is up to her. But I still said I disagree with her decision, no matter what her motive is, honestly. It's been a week and she hasn't called yet. Probably expecting me to reach out and apologize. (laughs) Um, lady, I'm going to call you Sharon. And Sharon, you are most definitely the asshole. That last, those last couple sentences just really summed it up. I still said that I disagree with her decision, no matter what her motive is, honestly. If you don't give a fuck what her motive is, you don't even care why she wants to do it, then why even ask are you the asshole? If you're saying no matter what her motive is, I disagree with her decision, that's fine. But she never asked for your opinion. So that's where you're the asshole because you're not even trying to hear her out about a decision that she is making for herself. I get that that's your daughter, Sharon, but you know what I'm saying? Like, not to be crash, you got to get off her dick. Like, you being a whole bitch right now. Fuck being an asshole. And then you being, and then for you to say, Oh, I asked her, did Aaron pressure her? And you asked her that right in front of Aaron? (laughs) (laughs) Sharon, you are sick. Why would you make him uncomfortable like that? Matter of fact, you make her uncomfortable for him, I'm sure. Uh, So let me just read a couple of the top comments. Somebody said, you're the asshole. I consider changing your name to your husband's an outdated and unnecessary custom that implies you should change part of your identity to fit your husband. However, your daughter is an adult and can make her own decisions. You do not have to agree with them. They do not need your approval. And you are an asshole to push and make accusations. This is one of those times you can express your concerns, but if they do not share them, you need to sit down and accept that her marriage and her life is not an extension of yours just because she came from you. And I think that is such such a great comment. I really... That was one of my favorite comments. That's what made me actually save this story because, yeah, that's it right there. And hold on. I got a couple more comments. <laughs> this is another one of my favorites. Actually, this is the top comment. It has 31,000 upvotes. It says, I hope your husband didn't pressure you over your name. That's my job. You're the asshole. 
No, seriously. You're talking about you hope he didn't pressure her. You're the only one pressuring her over this. You're the only one. So, Sharon, get your shit together. Leave baby girl alone. Let her and her husband be happy. She's an adult. She made her own decision. You made your decision. I'm sure there was somebody somewhere that felt like you should have took your husband's last name. But because you were an adult with your own autonomy, you made the decision that you wanted to make. So let your daughter make the decision that she wanted to make and just be confident that you raised her to be a strong, independent woman that can think for herself and doesn't need Aaron telling her what to do and doesn't have Aaron telling her what to do. All right, with all that being said, I'm going to actually wrap it up. Thank you so much for coming, checking out the Black Podcast Show. I appreciate you. If you're a new listener, please feel free to like, subscribe, share. It does help push the show forward. It helps me push the channel forward. Um, if you have any comments, any opinions on anything I said, definitely drop it in the comment section. I'm anxious to hear what y'all think about everything I talked about, uh, especially about the Kiera Cole's case. Who, what do y'all think? Do y'all think her, boy, her boyfriend had something to do with that? And for me, it's, it's open and shut. You know, half the time when, when somebody, something like this does happen, it is the, the significant other. It is the spouse. And it's just too much going against Josh. The fact that you had another woman that you had been with the same amount of time, the fact that Kiera and this woman didn't like each other, they didn't get along, she was banned from your home, and the fact that they was both pregnant at the same time. It's a lot of motive right there. And like I said, even if Josh didn't do it, the other Kiera knows something. So they need to just come forward, do the right thing, and say something. They probably won't, but that's just my opinion on the situation. They got something to do with it. It's, it's open and shut. Not something to do with it. They know everything. They know where Kiera is. So y'all give me y'all opinions. Definitely tell me what you think about the Am I the Asshole stories. And uh, y'all have a great one. Until next week, I will be back again. Much love.